it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello there, welcome to this episode of New Horizons. I'm Vaughan Benison. Thanks for your company. It's been quite some time since we've had a general BCA update. This week we speak with Sally Orish, CEO of Blind Citizens Australia. Sally, hello once again. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me back, Vaughan. It's not been that long since you've been on the program, but it's been a while since you've uh, done a general BCA update. Let's firstly look at uh, the AGM and upcoming events like that. There was a call for nominations for one board director position and four nominee positions for the NPC, National Policy Council. How did that process go and will we be having elections this year? Yeah, the process went really smoothly, but uh, we won't actually be having elections this year. So in terms of BCA's board of directors, there was um, one position available and Doug McGinn has submitted his nomination for that role. Doug will be elected unopposed to serve a another three-year term on BCA's board. And we're really excited to be working with Doug again in that capacity. In terms of the National Policy Council, like you said, there were four uh, positions where people could express interest. Um, we didn't receive any expressions of interest. Uh, however, our, the uh, NPC bylaws do now mean that we can call for a, a second round of expressions. And those expressions can come from anyone in the country. Um, so they're not bound by states as they were in the first round. So if anyone is interested in joining our National Policy Council, uh, you can find the position description on our website if you want to know a little bit more about the role. And then you can send your expression of interest through to the company secretary at bca.org.au email address. And all of the information about the roles and the process for submitting that expression of interest has been sent to members in their preferred format. Or you can give us a call on 1800 033 660 and we can go through it over the telephone as well. And the AGM's coming up on the 26th of November. What can we expect to hear at the AGM? Uh, yeah, well, we can expect to hear you as a start. So if people would like to dial in a little early, um, Vaughan will be presenting a bit of a recap of uh, the past financial year of BCA and he'll be joined by some special guests. So definitely encourage people to, to chime into that. It's always a, a great and entertaining experience. And then we'll dive into the AGM proper. Um, we'll go through the, the standard AGM uh, documentation reports and, and bits and pieces. Um, and it will also be mine and Fiona's first chance to um, present our respective reports as president and CEO, which is um, exciting for, for both of us. Um, on the day, there will also be the opportunity to vote on whether BCA reintroduces the one-off membership fee that uh, people pay when they first join the organisation. This is something that the board is considering reintroducing and would like members to vote on. Um, the membership fee would be $20. It would be paid once and people would be a member for life. Um, and it wouldn't apply until March 2023 to give people time to still take advantage of joining the organisation where there is no membership fee uh, if they would like. And so that's something that members can, uh, can vote on on the day as well. 
So to be clear, this is something that was uh, changed in uh, the beginning of the COVID pandemic. The board took the decision to waive the membership fee. Is there a reason why this is being reintroduced? The one-off membership fee is a is a good way for people to show their commitment to the organisation. It's a way of uh, expressing a, a, a support and a commitment to the organisation um, in, in a small financial gesture. Um, so again, it is only a, a one-off thing. It's not something that gets paid every year um, and it's not something that our existing members would, would have to pay. It would only be for people who join the organisation after March 2023. So has there been a significant increase in membership since the the membership was fee oh god so has there been a significant increase to membership since the membership fee was waived and what would you expect to be the consequences of of putting this fee back in place Look I don't foresee there being any particularly large consequences um, we have had a membership fee for as long as I've been involved in in BCA and we saw consistent growth uh, each month We have seen some higher periods of of growth over the past couple of years. However, they're linked to times when we also released uh, applications or expressions of interest for things like the Executive Leadership Program and the BCA Hugh Jeffrey Scholarships Program as well. Uh, So it it will be interesting to see how things pan out. However, we'll always make sure that our services are always available to all people, regardless of whether they're a member or not. Uh, So that's things like our individual advocacy, like accessing our uh, information um, that we can provide to people if they have questions or would like to know more about something. They'll always be available to people, regardless of whether they're a member or not. We spoke quite a long time ago with uh, John Simpson and Fiona Woods, uh, and there was indications that there would be constitutional changes brought to this AGM. Is that happening? The constitutional changes are a work in progress. We have been doing a lot of work on them this year. And and some of that's just updates that are required as part of being a a company. And others are things that would um, have an impact on, on BCA specifically. We're not at a point where we have done all of our review work and made sure that we are adhering to all of the legal obligations. We're getting some um, some assistance from Justice Connect at the moment with that. So we're looking at doing something in early 2023, and that will give us uh, a little bit more time to go through this review work and also make sure that we can get members a draft and um, a summary of of all of the changes that we're looking at making and make sure that everyone has time to read, review, consider and ask any questions they might have uh, before we get to the point where we hold a a special general meeting and ask for people to uh, vote for or against those proposed changes. Moving on now from the AGM, it sounds like it'll be a, a very interesting event, Saturday the 26th of November. Just remind us of the time. Yeah, so the time for the AGM is 12pm Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Readers of the member update in recent weeks will have noted that you're calling for some new staff. Firstly, let's talk about that. Um, What's happening? Why are you requiring new staff? Is it expansion? Yeah, so there has been a few staffing changes uh, in the past couple of weeks. Uh, we have said farewell to both Jane and Jennifer, who've been part of our policy and advocacy team for quite a few years now. Uh, they're move, both moving on to pursue some other interests and, and to pursue some roles with other organisations. Uh, so it's been sad to see them go, but we're very excited for them and everything that their future holds. 
um, Jack Reynolds-Ryan, who's been with us for just over a year now and has been our National Policy Officer, has stepped into the role of Policy and Advocacy Manager. So really excited to, um, to see Jack transition into that role. But it does mean that we're recruiting for a Policy Officer and a New South Wales ACT uh, Advocacy Projects Officer. So those roles are currently available. And we've also had some changes in our Eye to the Future team. So Eye to the Future is a project that we've been running over the past couple of years. And as happens with projects, um, it's one of the things that defines them is that they have a start and an end date. And we started getting towards the end of the um, end of the, the project. And as staff do, they started looking for, for other opportunities. But suddenly we were offered a project extension. Um, which is great news for us. However, um, obviously our staff had their own needs and, and things to look out for. So some of them had already found other work. And that means that we do have a vacancy within the Eye to the Future team. And we're really excited to bring someone on to, um, to fill that role. So um, the closing date for the New South Wales ACT role has, has actually come and gone. So that one we will be looking at interviewing in the coming weeks. Uh, we think we might be extending the date for the policy officer role to see if we can find some other candidates who have that kind of policy knowledge and expertise and that real flair for, for writing and, and summarising that, that's needed in that role. And the project officer role will be advertised in the coming weeks. Uh, so there's plenty of time to, to get involved in that one if people are interested in working on our employment focus project. And how can people find out more? Follow our member update. Uh, we'll also advertise the positions on our website. You'll see them on our social media pages and they're advertised on some of the larger uh, job search websites. We often use places like Ethical Jobs uh, to promote our work. Let's move on to the work of BCA more generally. There has been announced in recent weeks a review of the National Disability Insurance Scheme. Of course, the NDIS has been a very important issue in the work of BCA over some years now, and uh, we've done many interviews on New Horizons about it with various different staff members. What's BCA's position on the NDIS review, and what part will BCA be playing in that? We're very supportive of the review into the National Disability Insurance Scheme. Um, there has been some initial information released and we're currently working through that information and, and looking at what it means uh, and how we can get involved. It's going to be a really large piece of work for any organisation. So at the moment, we're looking at how we can resource it effectively and how we can consult with members and, and make sure that we get their input and their feedback. It'll probably take us a couple of weeks to get through that. However, we expect to start doing some consultation around it very soon. And we're looking at starting off some of our BCA Inform events in, in 2023. Uh, and this will probably be the, the topic that we'll begin them with. But there'll be other opportunities along the way, both through the Have Your Say part on our website. We'll take uh, feedback from members through our usual methods over the phone and email. And we'll be setting up some more specific consultations on set topics as well. Is this something that might be appropriate to hold a, a, a larger forum on, do you think, so that members can communicate with each other in terms of understanding the scope of the review and, and uh, where they might fit into being able to provide information? 
Yeah, absolutely. There's not quite enough information out at the moment to work out the, the best way to tackle it. However, that's definitely one of the things that we're looking into to make sure that there is that real opportunity for very clear and transparent communication, both between uh, BCA's staff, our National Policy Council and our members and, and each other as well. And finally, just before we finish up, the BCA Inform coming up next Tuesday. Tell us about that. Yes, yeah, so our BCA Inform will be held just for November on uh, Tuesday the 8th of November and it's going to be on the abuse, neglect and exploitation of people with disability, the, the Royal Commission, otherwise known as the Disability Royal Commission. And we're going to be recapping the work that BCA has done so far, as well as a bit of an explainer on what Royal Commissions are and what can, we can expect to happen from here and a bit about what the process is like. But uh, submissions for the Royal Commission are actually closing very soon. And we just want to give people um, yeah, a bit more information and, and one last chance to hear about uh, how they could make a, a submission if they think that that's something that's right for them. Well, Sally, thanks for joining us. And no doubt we'll be talking to you again before the end of the year uh, to find out more about uh, what's happening within BCA, particularly the outcome of those expressions of interest for the NPC. Look forward to it. Thanks again, Vaughan. It was great to chat. And of course, if you want more information about anything we've talked about in this program, you can have a look at the BCA website, bca.org.au. If you're a member of Blind Citizens Australia, of course, you will receive the member update. If you don't already receive that, contact BCA and I'm sure that uh, they'll put you on the list. Finally, you'll remember a few weeks ago we did an interview with Sally and with Duncan Meerding from Tasmania about the local government elections not being accessible. There was a process put in place with the Tasmanian Electoral Commission which allowed people to meet with a commission staff member and vote not necessarily accessibly or independently but with assistance from that staff member. We're interested in collecting stories on how that went for you and the process that you had to go through to make sure that that happened correctly. If you'd like to provide your story, contact Vaughan, V-A-U-G-H-N, at disabilityvoicestas.org.au. If you'd like to contact Blind Citizens Australia, the phone number is 1-800-033-660, Or you can email bca at bca.org.au. I'm Vaughan Benison. I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realization of a dream. Of our dream.